Welcome back to Rockcast AD for episode 21. Oh, folks. Hmm. I know in episode 20 I talked about uh, the personal satisfaction I felt after uh, processing some anger and then being very productive with uh, some menial tasks around the house. But I've got another point of personal achievement and satisfaction that I want to share. We're we're taking a, for the most part, we're taking a step away from me discussing my mental health. And I, I haven't really been talking in depth about psychology for a little while. And it, it's because I got back on track with fantasy. Now, I'm, I'm a big fan of fan, the fantasy genre in general. Uh, you know, Lord of the Rings, sci-fi fantasy going with Star Wars, um, the, the Ender series. You know, that's just a few. The Dark Tower series, um, the Chronicles of Narnia. You know, I'm not saying that I'm extremely well-versed and educated in the fantasy genre, but I'm interested enough in it that I have read plenty. Uh, oh, can't forget about Terry Goodkind and The Sword of Truth. Love that series as well. But in in October of 2019, I finally pulled the trigger on a recommendation from a cousin of mine to read the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. And the last two books were put together and finished by, uh, oh shit, was it Brian Sanderson? Hold on, god damn it. Why has my brain got a blink on shit like that? But either way, uh, the Wheel of Time series, it is Brian Sanderson. Um, basically, Robert Jordan and Brian Sanderson put together this 14-book series called The Wheel of Time. Now, Robert Jordan wrote the first 12 but he passed away. He knew that he had a terminal illness, so he gathered up and put together a bunch of notes to work with Brian Sanderson to ensure that this series was finished, something that I don't necessarily think that we can expect from George R.R. Martin or uh, Pat Rothfuss. Uh, Again, I very very much like the King Killer Chronicles, you know, the name of the wind, wise man's fear. But I can't, it's been so long, like I need an end to the story. I'm not going to go out of my way to be a, a jackass to either author for not finishing their series. But it is, in my opinion, looking like George Martin is probably going to kick the bucket before he finishes his series. And so I, I didn't include those two on my list because I... don't feel that they're complete. And my focus this week on Rawcast is talking about how I got back into the fantasy series. So I started reading The Wheel of Time in October of 2019 and only just finished reading that series yesterday. And oh my goodness, folks. Don't get me wrong, I have... I have plenty of books on the on the shelf that I have to get to yet. 
I've got two books by Graham Hancock that I'm looking to get into to focus on anthropology. Um, I've got Be Here Now by Ramdas, getting into a contemporary take on Buddhist teachings. For, I mean, that, at least that's my understanding for right now. Oh, yeah. As well as a book by Ethan Nickturn. I don't know if I mixed those two up, but Ramdas and Ethan Nickturn each got a book. Got a book from each of them. Got a book, got a book, got a book, book, book. Um, and then there's a couple of political books on there. I mean, Dan Rather's got a new book, What Unites Us. But so it's it's all over the place. And there's still even a couple of books from the Chronicles of Narnia that I haven't finished. So I have the completed works of Chronicles of Narnia up on the shelf and kind of want to start from the beginning with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and just, you know, start over and complete it. But so my achievement, and you know the history of Rockast, you know, lots of life changes occurred, the death of three family members in <clears throat> in March and April of 2020. Uh, end of April, bought a house, so we picked up and moved to another town. The The horrors of December with parcel delivery work and... There's there's always changes to life, but the one constant was the Wheel of Time series. Now, there were times where I would read 200 pages a day, and there were times where I went 20 days without picking up the book. But being a 14-book series, and one of those books where you can't just pick up the third book and start reading and expect to follow along... It's one, it's one continuous story from start to finish, and it took me the better part of 14 months to complete while juggling the rest of life's responsibilities. But much like the satisfaction and almost uh, satori, the sudden enlightenment that I felt that I shared with you in episode 20 of Rawcast, this was very similar the satisfaction I felt, not just with finishing the book, but reaching the end of the story and being impressed and happy with how Robert Jordan and Brian Sanderson finished this tale. And I mean, the nature of these books, if you've read the Wheel of Time series, you'll understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't, imagine investing that much of your time into keeping with these characters and watching their storylines develop, their characters develop, and watching as the world crumbles around them. And so in the first book starts, these are just simple, like, farm folk. It's a small village out in the middle of nowhere. And these kids, I mean, the biggest concerns that these kids have I mean, they're teenagers, but the biggest concerns that these teenagers have is making sure that they repair the fence so the sheep don't get out or their dad will be mad at them. Or getting along and acting proper so that the, you know, the, the women's council of the village doesn't hear that one of the boys was trying to peep in on one of the village girls while she was changing. Stuff like that. Just the, the simple folk way of life. And then these, due to, due to prophecy, these teenagers are then thrust onto the world stage. 
And these characters are filled with flaws. They make mistakes. I mean, the character development is so well done by Robert Jordan that you can relate to these people because it, they don't. he doesn't try to paint them as these heroes. I mean, heroes aren't born. They're created over time and personal development. And so the huge investment of time in, in following with these characters and watching as they go from scared farm folk living in a village and seeing them basically embrace the suck and figuring out what needs to be done, knowing what needs to be done, and despite the risks, doing what needs to be done and building up their character. So to go all the way back from book one to these simple farm folk living in a small village out in the middle of nowhere where none of the monarchs, none of the armies give a shit about this tiny hole-in-the-wall town, to book 14 where... A hand, actually, the majority of the characters that you started out with in book one are now monarchs themselves or lords. And it, it ultimately comes down to where book 14, the final book, which was something like 900 plus pages, was one enormous battle. And it. Forgive me if I sound corny, but I fucking love fantasy. So look at Lord of the Rings. You know, those three books, it was all about the hobbits and the Shire, you know, finally going out, venturing out, and developing their characters and personalities on the world stage to defeat Sauron by getting to Mordor and throwing the ring in Mount Doom. It was similar in this sense, but it was much more intricate. The idea being that time itself is very similar to a fabric that is being woven. And, I mean, they believe in reincarnation, so if once you die, basically the pattern or the wheel of time, because a saying in the book is the pattern weaves as the pattern wills. So basically when you die, you wait until you're reborn and you're not necessarily going to carry on the memories of your past life, but it's recognized that this is a chance to live a better life than you did in the past life so that you can one day transcend the pattern and that there is no beginning or end to time. It's the wheel of time. It's circular. But so apart from the pattern is the dark one. Darkness himself, the great Lord, who is locked away in his prison. And so they have the dragon reborn, who is basically the people's champion, who is reborn when the time is needed for the dragon reborn. And there's all sorts of precipice, uh, sorry, prophecies that balance on a precipice, which comes down to the the individual choice of each circumstance that these characters will make leading up to the final battle between the Dragon Reborn and the Dark Lord. But it's not what you anticipate. I mean, when you look at Lord of the Rings, Sauron didn't have his physical form 
when the ring was dropped into Mount Doom, the armies of orcs were there. I mean, so like there were the armies of darkness to an extent, but the Dark Lord itself didn't have a body. <coughs> and I don't want to ruin any more of the story, but I'd just like to say that after following along with these characters through 14 books and watching them come from, you know, I, I could relate to them at the beginning because though I grew up in a town and not a farming village, I grew up in a town of about 1,200 people. You know, small town world where everybody knew everybody. And so it would be like the equivalent of moving from a town of 1,200 to moving out to Los Angeles to some extent. But, you know, it's kind of set in medieval times to a degree. So everybody's getting around on foot or horseback, you know, swordsmen, archers, and, you know, shit like that. But the, the way Robert Jordan created the world of magic there, like it's not called magic, it's called the one power. I mean, it's just, it's such an intricate, detailed series that it's arguably the best fantasy series I have read to date. I, I'm going to be focusing on nonfiction for a little bit going forward, but I'm looking forward to uh, doing my part in trying to save Barnes & Noble against the, the bastard Amazon. I wish there were more local bookstores, but the times have changed, and now there's not a local bookstore within I don't know how many miles. <sighs> but I just can't believe that after 14 months... I I was able to finish this series, and I, I finished it at about 11 p.m. at night and then couldn't fall asleep until 1 because there, there, was, there was so much emotion tied into finishing this series. The seeing which characters died in the final battle, which characters had to dig deeper within themselves to overcome the adversity they were facing... And then seeing what happened to the Dragon Reborn. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the end of the story, but let's just say that when I f- finished the last page and shut that book, all I could think was God damn, holy shit. That was awesome. This is amazing. I fucking loved it. I loved I mean through that 14 books, yes, there were times where you would get to, like, say, the end of book five. Like, the, the climax to the entire book was, like, a conversation, you know? Like, there was no real climax. There were definitely parts of the books that, or the series that kind of dragged ass. But they were necessary moments for developing the characters, developing the world stage, you know, moving things towards the the climax that was to be the battle of light versus dark. And it, in a sense where you look at how complicated A Song of Ice and Fire is by George R.R. R. Martin, you know, for you lay people who watch TV and don't read books, A Game of Thrones, George R.R. R. Martin basically weaved a very intricate world 
you know, lots of characters, lots of changing alliances, a lot of backstabbing, yada, yada, yada. Like, it's a very complex, complicated book because there are so many characters, there are so many moving pieces to it. But I must say that, in comparison, Robert Jordan created a much larger world, a much more complicated socio-political arena. And that puppet master, oh my goodness. Unfortunately, he did pass away in 2007, like I said. I didn't say he died in 2007 before. I'm just saying he passed away in 2007, and then Brian Sanderson picked up the reins and finished the series. But holy shit. If you were a fan of Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, um, any of that kind of shit, fuck, if you like Harry Potter, pick up a copy of Wheel of Time and check it out. Because oh, having just finished it, I don't want to start over at the beginning again, but I don't remember any other series, as, well, fantasy series other than the closest one I can think of is Stephen King's Dark Tower series where by the time I finished it I wasn't necessarily happy with the ending of the Dark Tower series but it made so much sense and it knocked me on my ass and that even sorry Stephen King but Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time makes the Dark Tower series pale in comparison the Wheel of Time is arguably the best fantasy series that I've ever read. And I just, I wish I could put into words how amazing the climax and ending to that series was. And it's one of those things where, yes, I, I read 14 of those books. And they're not short books by any means. They're, you know, it's like an average of 850, 900 pages per book. And some of it was slow going, but the way all the pieces came together to form that one beautiful puzzle at the end of book 14, like I said, I couldn't fucking sleep <laughs> after finishing it. I just sat there mulling everything over, and I, this is, I, I'm not going to get my wish, but I almost wish that there was more to the story. I wish there was a follow-up that I could read that would let me to see into the future generations of the main characters that we followed throughout those 14 books to see what heroic and sometimes dastardly deeds they had undertaken affected the pattern, the wheel of time itself, generations into the future. It was I was so emotionally invested in this series that despite having purchased and read 14 of these thick fantasy novels, I want more of this world. I want more of these characters. And so this is going to be a short episode. All I wanted to do was try to put into words how amazing my brain felt after absorbing these 14 books of the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. And I hunger for more fantasy now after that. And I just, I have to put a buffer 
I can't jump into another fantasy series. I'm going to focus on some spiritual and psychological books. Uh, like I said, as a buffer, because I don't want to try to draw direct comparisons from the next fantasy series that I read to The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan, because it knocked my socks off by the time I finished that series. I absolutely fucking love it. Someday I might read it all again, because there were things that they talked about where one character would be like, wait a minute, what's going on here? I didn't know about this. Another character says, well, obviously you weren't paying attention. And so in book 14, they're saying, well, you obviously weren't paying attention in book two or book three. It's like, so there, are, there were little Easter eggs apparently early on in the series that unless you were really uh, well-versed in the characters, you didn't pick up on some of the things they were alluding to for the later books. And I consider myself somebody who's, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm sharp as a tack, but I, by no means am I a dullard. And I... I have to refrain from starting the series over to pick up on those Easter eggs. I love the characters. I love the world. I love the dialogue. I loved so much about this series that I have to, it's like a good, like not a good drug, not that there's a bad drug, but it's almost like borderline addiction where you're like, mm, I'm going to go back in and get me some more of that. But you, you went, no, it took you 14 months to finish that. Let it rest. Take the joy from it that you did. Because I've even read stories that had arguably bad endings. Like they weren't happy endings. They were... But as long as they're written well, it's still a good ending. You know, speaking as... Speaking from like a production value or like from the mind of the writer... You know, just because your character had a sad ending doesn't mean that the book or the series had a bad ending. It could, depending on how it's written, it could still be a very well done, good ending. And I'm not, I'm not saying that about the Wheel of Time. I'm just saying with how all the pieces came together, whether the character had a good ending or a bad ending, from a production standpoint the ending to The Wheel of Time was well fucking worth the investment of money and time going through all 14 of these books. My mind was that blown. And my kids were in the room as I was finishing up the book. And I mean, my jaw was dropping. I was saying out loud, oh, shit. And the kids would be like, what? And I mean, I've never been so invested in a book, I love reading, but I have never been so visib visibly stirred up by a book as I was with Robert Jordan and Brian Sanderson's Wheel of Time series. Go check it out. If you've already read it, I want to talk to you about it. You know, it's not fair, me being uh, somebody who doesn't have much of a social life to read something that had such an impact on my life and not be able to share it with anybody. So uh, if you've read 
the Wheel of Time series, reach out, rawcastad at gmail.com. I don't have Twitter anymore. I don't have Facebook anymore. That'd be the best way to reach out. And then if you're somebody who listens to this show, and I know you personally, like uh, Jordan Dennison, Spencer Huff, email me your phone numbers because I didn't realize I didn't have them before I got rid of my social media. So that being said, check out Wheel of Time if you already have. I'd like to have a chat with you about it. Let's uh, do a Zoom meeting where we each have some coffee or tea and talk about the amazing fucking stories that we went through in the Wheel of Time series. So, again, these episodes are a little bit shorter. I didn't do the best job of, like, uh, in an articulate fashion, encompassing the greatness that was the Wheel of Time series and how I felt after finishing it. Finally, after 14 months, I came to the end of the story, and I'm glad I went through the entire process. Absolutely fucking amazing. The only way this could be better is if Robert Jordan was still around, and I could get him to sign the a copy for me, because I would love to shake that man's hand. Just an absolute genius fantasy author and god damn having only finished it less than 24 hours ago I'm still blown away and I wish I wasn't nearly as speechless I wish I could explain in more detail of why I felt this was so amazing but you are getting to see me basically an excited little boy having finished this and I I feel like that was this was a big enough this was a monumental occasion in my life, having read the same story over the last 14 months and coming to the conclusion and not being disappointed in any goddamn way other than being like, well, maybe I would like an entire book of epilogue. Maybe. But like I said, absolutely awesome. I would highly suggest any reader out there who doesn't turn their nose up at the fantasy genre to read the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan, last two books by Brian Sanderson. And that's all I've got for this. Took a break from psychology and spirituality, though there is actually psychological value and spiritual value in the books. It's, a, it's amazing. The, the socioeconomic, sociopolitical, spiritual, psychological awesomeness that occurs in these books are so worth the read. That being said, I will stop talking in circles. Go check out these books. Support your local bookstores if you still have them. Stop buying your books from Amazon. Check out Thrift Books. Check out Barnes & Noble. And make America read again, folks. Fuck MAGA. Let's go Mara. And with that, have an awesome week. Read more. <laughs>